welcome to VMware Barcelona day two. We are John. It, it, have you had enough tapas yet? Um, you know, it's the it's the the raw and the seafood that's just it's yeah. keeping me going. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I am officially powered by uh, um, by yeah ceviche, scallops, um, and you know steak tartare. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's a nice mix for sure. So John, uh, lots of great conversation this week. Uh, this one I've been looking forward to. Some of our good friends from the uh, from our business group, but uh, the uh, you know talking some core storage with our good friend Jason Massey and Sudhir. Gentlemen, okay. welcome Thanks. back to the podcast. Yeah, glad to be back yeah. on. So what's what's the update, Vivals? What's going on? So yeah, Vivals has been, we've been a lot, doing a lot with it. Yeah. Um, main focus on engineering is now Vivals. So, you know, VMFS, NFS, we're still doing some work on that, but Vivals is definitely our focus. Really, okay. And so we've got a lot of customers that are asking, you know, why Vivals? What, what, what can I gain with Vivals? Well, so like one of the examples is in U2, right? 80U2 that we just released you can now do hot extension of a shared disk. So that doesn't seem like that big a deal, but previously, anybody that was doing something like Oracle Rack, Microsoft, WSFC, anything like that, would typically use an RDM, which, you know, that's like a four-letter four word, they're yeah. horrible. Yeah, and he's over here RDM, I'm like, ew, gross. Yeah, nobody, and then, then I'm like, RDMs. why? They're like, resize. I'm like, okay, so fine. they would use RDMs because even though Vivals supported the function, you couldn't hot extend. And you had to use an RDM in order to, for customers that wanted to hot extend. Grow that database, database, grow that clustered yeah. file. Yeah. Well now, you literally, and the thing was, is that process with the RDMs, you had to go log into the array, expand it on the array, go rescan in the vSphere environment. There was actually quite a bit of work to it. Now, it's literally like you're just changing a disk on a regular VM. You just go in, resize it, all of the nodes in the array or in the cluster see it, and now the disk is expanded. That's beautiful. super, super simple. So again, that's something that you can't do with any of the other types of storage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, with the storage, you can do it with storage, but you got to have Vivals on top of it, right? Right. So, exactly. So Pure, for example. And yeah, Pure, NetApp, HPE. All. I mean, on that note, so we've got we've got Pure. Pure is a, obviously a huge. Uh, supporter of uh, VVOLS. NetApp has been on since the very beginning. And I will say, you know, I, I remember the early days the VASA provided for NetApp was lacking, to say the least, like early days, the very first version. I know they've completely revamped it and they've got a really powerful VASA provider, but what are some of the other storage vendors that are participating in uh, Actually, Hitachi has also got a really nice VASA as well. Yeah. Um, and that's something that where uh, NetApp recently changed from being embedded on the controller to an appliance. That's beautiful. And so that's something similar to Hitachi. And you know, there's pros and cons to both, whether it's embedded or an appliance. But when it's an appliance, there gives you some, a little bit more autonomy in like upgrading the VASA without oh, yeah. having to mess with the controller. Listen, ONTAP is a serious operating system and they don't, they don't very uh, passively make updates to that operating system. So getting a, a hot fix into the core ONTAP operating system, yeah, good luck. I right. mean, if you have an appliance, you want to make a change, you want to fix, that's, that's a lot simpler product. So that, that makes a lot more sense to me. I'm team appliance myself. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is that all of our partners we're, they're all very involved in the, in the VVOLS development now. So it's okay. it's not like it was before where everybody was kind of maybe a little bit laxed. Yeah. Now everybody's all in, we're doing all kinds of development, and the application functionality is really where we're adding features to 
these applications running on top of vSphere and being able to use vVols. And that's what we got Sadir. Yeah, know. why do we have a database guy here? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> we always talk about customers running databases and DBAs are like, no, I got to have bare metal. Well, why can they run vVols now? Yeah, so going back to the whole hot extend, you know, the topic of hot extend, even before we go into that one, right? Let's go back to the basic question, why vVols? Yeah. And why vVol for workload? See, what happens is, we just did this talk like yesterday, yeah. We spoke about the fact that you look at two days, right? Day one and day two. When you look at day one operations, that's typically the installation, the configuration, and people think that takes a lot of time. They are completely wrong. It's the day two operation, which is your backup, your restores, right? Your patching, your cloning, your masking, right? Let's say you want to clone a three-node Oracle database, right? Think of the time that you have to go back to the uh, your IT, basically put a requisition slip saying, I need to copy these lens from point A to point B, they, and the the answer, typical answer is come back in three days. Right. We'll have yeah. your stuff ready. Right. Fill out a ticket. We'll exactly. Get back to you. Well, and Dev will want ten copies, and yeah, it's like exactly. this and is a three hundred terabyte database. Now you got to find space exactly. for that, or even if you have magic dedupe stuff, it's like yeah. just the the time it took to copy that data. Was, Absolutely. Yeah. Now with the power of VWALS, right? The power goes back to the Oracle VBA, essentially using the plugin. He or she is able to say, you know what? Back up this particular LUN or the VMDK that compresses a VWAL underneath. Take a clone of that, attach it to another virtual machine, a low pesto. You have a copy that the software team or the QA team would use that, right? So VWAL simplifies the day two operation. I would say VWAL simplifies the life of an Oracle DBA. You know what? Take the word Oracle out, put the word SQL in. Yeah. Right? It is for any application. It's, it simplifies the the operational, uh, the efficiencies of any workload. Right? Any app developer that any needs app to developer. test their code exactly. and needs to get a writable copy of that data that does it, that is not in production benefits from that. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So the other sense. thing I typically see from customers is, you know what, I love my RDMs. And here's the reason why. And that's that truly could be the story probably 15 years ago, where RDM and VMDK did have some performance degradation or difference, right? Yeah, what but was that, that like 4.0? That was like 4.0, 5 days, right? <laughs> now we are at what, 8? Or you too? Yeah. Right? We come a long, long, long way, but the performance difference is like a 1%, right? So if we take that performance elephant out of the room, yeah. yeah. now we start looking at the operational efficiencies, look at it. 1024 is a SCSI limit for RDMs, right? What happens if you exceed 1024? Now you're going to go and get another vSphere cluster, right? Yeah. With VWAL, it's what, 4,000? Which means you can give 4,000 VWALs to a vSphere cluster. So that efficiency or deficiency yeah, has been just able to scale up, scale out, right? But back to the whole topic of Oracle Rack. Think of it. When you had a Oracle Rack SCSI, uh, sorry, an Oracle Rack with multi-writer, uh, the attribute on shared VMDKs, right? When you had to, let's say, hot extend it, Yes, you could do it by adding another set of VMDKs, multi-writer flag, and essentially using the Oracle power, which is the Oracle Oh, ASM. Stripe, Stripe and the, Stripe it and yeah, use OSM. That used to take a long time, right? With VWAL and the changes that we made in U2, all we have to do is go down to the area, go down to the virtual machine, one of the virtual machine that comprises the Oracle Rack cluster, and I'll go through these steps in a very high level and say extend it from, let's say, 500 to 600 gig, it changes like what Jason said across all of the rack virtual machines. Go to the operating system, recreate the partition, and then go to the Oracle ASM, which is the storage unit for Oracle, and say resize. Their version of disk util. Everything is done on the fly without shutting the cluster down, which is music to my ears. Yeah. Well, if, if I built this high availability here. cluster, um, and, but then in order to do any storage extension, I have to shut it all down. It's like, why did I build this stupid cluster? Like, you right. know, it's kind exactly. of the thing. Exactly. Everything can be done on the fly. So there is no breach of SLAs. This is going to make you know, people's life you know, so easy. Yeah, that's absolutely great. So, uh, J Jason, I know you're doing the core storage deep dive. Yeah, uh, that's with, tomorrow. With, with Cody, that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. 
Okay. So, Sudhir, do you have any sessions this week? I have a session with Oracle, Oracle databases on OCB as well. I've done like a couple of VMPs with uh, Jason Massey, also with Gate of Grace. So, Oracle BCDR, Oracle on VWALS. And we had so many people up there yesterday, right? Yeah. Essentially, we were talking about Oracle of V1, and they went this way when he said, you know what, RDM is a four-letter word. They completely yeah. agreed with him. So, yeah. you know what, kudos to V1, no, V1, V1. Yeah, V1 as V1, that's all I'm going to say. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Virtually Speaking, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank all you. right, thanks for having us. Thanks all right. Me.